What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Graveyard. I'm the Graveyard Gamer and in today's episode of Graveyard Gamer we're going to be talking about something that I absolutely love about modern gaming. It's been this way for two generations and that is Sony's trophy system. Now you guys know me, I'm a Sony guy. I do love Xbox. I do. I think Xbox is great but I only got one console and it's been Sony for the last generation. And to be honest with you, I've been loving Sony since 1997. Now, as I said, I do love Xbox, and on the 360, we got to give credit where credit is due, because in my opinion, the biggest, well, I mean, I guess you could say live, and the way the PSN grew during the PS3 and the 360 generation might probably be the biggest thing, but one of the biggest things, I got to say, is the achievement system. I think it was groundbreaking, I think it was revolutionary. I know it changed the way I and several of my friends played games, to be honest with you. At times, we all got addicted to chasing after that little bloop. We all wanted it. Well, I, I thought it was great. You know, developers put these little challenges in a game, and you as a gamer can try to unlock them, and you'll get a certain point value, which grows your gamer's score. And it's a cool way to challenge your friends. Well, to be honest with you, it took Sony three years to answer that challenge that Microsoft had put out there and said, hey, Sony, check out this cool system. Sony had to adapt, had to bring that into it. Now, here's a little tidbit that a lot of people may not remember. But in early 2008, Sony had a few games that actually started tinkering with some trophy systems. The original Uncharted actually came out with a trophy system in its, its game. And it was very similar to the one you actually eventually got in Uncharted. But remember, Uncharted, when it released, there was no... Sony-wide trophy system. It was, again, it was an in-game thing. Get so many treasures and you would unlock a little trophy. There was another game called Dark Sector. It had the same kind of deal. I remember buying the game and one of the reasons I was so excited to buy it is just to see what the trophy system was going to be like. But what happened is Sony still had to incorporate their own way. So Dark Sector and Uncharted, those little in-game trophies didn't really mean anything when in the fall of 2008, Sony unveiled and finally released its trophies for the world to get involved in. And I gotta tell you, it's not been the same. I have been so into these things, just like I was with achievements. I feel like they just add a little bit more to it. But let's talk about what it is specifically about the trophy system in this episode. Because achievements, I feel like while I do have some experience, I mean, don't get me wrong, the 360 era I was definitely into, I only had a few months of time with an Xbox One this entire generation, so I can't really speak of some of the enhancements that got this gen. I can't really speak to the chasing of a thousand points because, honestly, it has been a very long time since I got a thousand points in a game. So I'm going to specifically speak to what I can speak to, and that is trophies. And first up, I want to talk about what it is about the trophy system overall that I absolutely love. So what is it that I like about the trophy system overall? And let me just say, what I like about it is, first off, let's break it down to its bare minimum what it is. So the developers are going to create this game, and they're going to say, okay, there's certain little challenges in this game, whether it's completing the game, completing this level, get so many kills, whatever they go for. Now, when they do that, they say, okay, this is worth a certain trophy value, whether it's a bronze for, hey, maybe it's an easy thing to do, which are very common, or it's going to be silver, gold, and then if you complete all the trophies for a game, in the base game that is, DLC doesn't count, all the uh, trophies in that base game, you're going to get that platinum. 
Now, what I like about this system is two things. One, you're always going to know just by looking at it how many people in the world have unlocked that trophy because it's going to tell you is it rare, is it ultra rare, is it very rare, whatever it is. And you can see the percentage of people who did that. But the big thing about it is, is all your individual trophies. So for one, you get this cool system that you get to look at a game that you played and you get to say, oh man, that's awesome. Out of the base game, I got 90% of the game. Now maybe some DLC comes, so then it might actually drop that overall percentage. But once you click into that trophy, into that game and see the trophies, you can actually break it down between the DLCs and the base game. But I like the idea that you can look and see percentage-wise, I got 90% of that game. I got 100. I got 25%, whatever it may be. But the cool thing is, is all those individual trophies, they all have a certain value to them when it comes to your overall trophy level. Now, what that does is, let's just say that if you're on level 2 or 3, a bronze trophy might give you 8%. A silver might give you 10 A gold, 12 And, you know, you might get all 15% for each platinum you get. And that's going to help you. As you get those, you get more and more. It's going to increase your percentage from level 2. You know, you might be at 30%. Then you get a few more. Now you're at 50. You get a few more. Next thing you know, you're at level 3. The thing about it is, is every level slightly lessens the value of that trophy. Now, that isn't a bad thing because what it does is it makes it harder and more trophy consuming, if you will, to get to those next levels. You know, getting to level 10 is actually a pretty big accomplishment. When PlayStation originally released the trophies, they made a big deal about level 10 and they said, we want to make sure when somebody gets to level 10, it's recognizable, like it's a big deal. And I got to tell you, I mean, here we are 12 years later, it is still a, a big challenge to get to level 10. Then you get to level 20 and now those percentages are so low that you got to get a lot more across the board to get to level 20. And then to level 25. To put it in perspective, my friend Hulking Yoda, who has the podcast Lost at Sea Gaming here on Anchor, he has spent the entire summer trying to get from level 8 to level 10. And I think he's somewhere around 50% of level 9 right now, I believe. Somewhere around in there. He has an overall trophy um, like score amount of right under 500 individual trophies, including three platinums. Like I said, platinums give you a good boost on that overall trophy score. So you see, he's putting in the work. He's putting in the time, trying to move it up a little bit. He's starting to see that, hey, when I started my summer PlayStation and I was a few levels down, man, a couple of bronze, a couple of silvers, man, I'd see a big increase. Now he's starting to see it really slow down. Those percentages are getting less and less. His overall, you know, trophy level percentage as he gets these things are not bumping up quite as high. But when you put that perspective, right, 500 individual trophies, three platinums, right under level 10. Now you go to me. When I made level 20, that was a few months ago. Since I got to level 20, I've gotten a platinum that includes a ton of gold, a ton of silver, a ton of bronze in The Last of Us 2. I've got a platinum, again, same thing, all these individual trophies for man-eaters. i got two platinums. I've got all the trophies that involve that, and I have barely moved that bar. I might be at 40 or 50%. I'd have to look right now. I'm not sure the number off the top of my head, but I'm barely moving that bar, even with the platinums, even with all the other games I've played in the last you know, five months since I made it to level 20. And just to put it in perspective too, so you get the idea, here he is with 500 trophies, three platinums, and he's knocking at the door 
of level 10. On level 20, I have over 4,000 individual trophies and 16 platinums, and I am just slowly creeping up to level 21. And you might think that's a kind of a, a step down, or why is that so awesome? For me, I think it's cool because it makes it, it makes it more competitive in your own mind, right? Like, come on, man, I gotta get more. I gotta really look at my trophy list and, ah, oh, you know what, Resident Evil 3, I only got 25, 27%. I need to bump those numbers up, man. Those are rookie numbers, you know, to follow that meme. But ultimately, I really like the fact that you kind of get a little bit of pride of it. You know, you kind of look at it and say, you know what, man, for me to get to level 22, for me to get to level 25, like, I've got to put some time in. Like, I can't just fly through games. Like, I actually have to look and see what these challenges are and try to unlock these trophies and, and put it to it. I like that because for me, what that does is that is a way for developers to really get gamers to get more out of the game, to explore, to find like Easter eggs, to find collectibles. I'll give you an example. The Last of Us, the original one. I enjoyed the collectibles and I started finding them just to kind of work towards getting that, that trophy. But then what happened is I really started enjoying those collectibles and it kind of did a lot of world building. It's one of, in my opinion, one of the best games to use collectibles for world building. And I got so wrapped up into it. I actually went back and made sure I cleared all the levels collectibles before I proceeded from about the midway point because they were just so good. The developers used that trophy in a way to get you to go for these collectibles to get you to really understood, understand what was going on in this world. You can also use it to try out new combat strategies. In fact, I'm playing through the Ghostbusters game right now and there's a few things that I've done to get trophies that I would have never thought about doing. And I think it's just really, really cool. It just gets you to do more. When these trophies are used correctly, they can be used to get players to do more in the game, to learn more about the game, and just to overall get a lot more enjoyment of it. Because for the most part, you can't just like run through a game and get an easy platinum and get all the trophies. I mean, it happens. Adam's Venture, I barely did anything other than play that game to get the platinum. But for the most part, for most games, something like Maneater, it's a very doable trophy list. It's a very easy platinum, but you still have to go out of your comfort zone and do a little bit more to unlock some of these things. Just spend a little bit more time finding stuff. And ultimately, for the most part, it works out well. I'm not saying every game you need to get a platinum. I sure don't. But it just really makes me feel like I enjoy the game. I get a little bit more out of it. But then when you're talking about that, we gotta talk about what happens and why I like. What is it about chasing platinum trophies that I really enjoy? The thing about platinum trophies is to me, and this is all a personal thing, right? Is they are just that final stamp of approval. Like I really enjoyed this game. I enjoyed this game so much that I made sure I did every little thing the developer put in there and wanted me to do yes now you could easily say hey man you you say you got a hundred percent in the game but you didn't do every four like in odyssey you didn't do every ford in odyssey you didn't do every side mission and there is true there is that in-game statistics but when you're looking at trophies i feel like the developers put those in there and say hey these are our challenges for you can you complete them all and if you're up to the test if you enjoy the game i feel like it's just like i said why i like going after trophies well, you take that to the next level because you enjoyed it so much you stayed in there longer to do it. Also, to me, it feels like when I complete a game, and it's all single player. When it's multiplayer, it's a different story. But when it's all single player and it's all, you know, non-difficulty achievements, it's just like beating the game, completing this, doing that. 
and I can get that platinum, it just makes me feel like, dude, like, yes. I almost have that proof, man. I've proven to myself that I like the game as much as I say I do. I use an example of that of Assassin's Creed Origins. And on Anchor, you can actually check and listen to, you know, where I place that in my ranking of Assassin's Creed games, but it's pretty high up there. I actually genuinely think it is the best Assassin's Creed game that has been released. Now, my thing about that is, I got to the point that I was just kind of done playing the game. But it bugged me. It bugged me for about a year and a half because I just kept sitting there going, man, I keep talking about how much I love it. And honestly, there's not that much left to do. And it's an excuse to go back into the world. And I want to go back into the world. Like, come on, man, you can do this. And a year and a half later, I got that platinum. And it... Getting that platinum unlocked in that game made me feel like, yeah, man, I did it. I accomplished it, man. Like, I love this game so much, I did this. I know most people won't look at that, you know, like, look at my trophy list. But I feel like when people look at it and they say, oh, he got a platinum in Origins. He got a platinum in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like, he really, really loved those games. And that's how I like to feel about it. I like that representation of, I did it, man. I accomplished what I wanted to do out of this game. It's awesome to sit there and look at a game that you really enjoyed and you see 100% on the trophy status. Now, I will say, like, there's some times where, for example, in Hitman from 2016, like, I did every one of those trophies. I got 100% on everything, but there's no platinum. And that's always a bummer because, again, yeah, I did all this stuff, but it's just, it's almost like a pat on the back. Like, congratulations, you did it. Does it mean a whole lot? No, but it just, it's something to drive for, right? It's like that attainable thing, like, you know what, dude, I'm enjoying this. I gotta go for it. Final Fantasy XV, another game I really enjoyed, but I walked away from. I want to go back into the world. Sometimes it's it's actually an excuse to go back into the world. Like, hey man, you know, maybe, maybe I could go back into it. What am I going to do in it? I'm going to work towards that. And then you do it. And then you get right there, and I'll put it to you like this. It was the fishing and the survival skills that I had to upgrade at the end. Fishing wasn't so bad. It took a little bit of time, but not too bad. It was the survival skills, walking so far to get it up to level 10. I was getting so so bored with it, but I just knew, like, look, man, if I can just push through this and get this, I've done it. I get to sit there and say, hey, look, man, there's no doubt about it. I love this game because I went out of my way to make sure I get the platinum. I just think it's a cool system. You know, like, you get all these trophies from the game and you do all this, but you get that platinum, man. It just tells people, look, man, I love this game so much. I focused up and I did it. Don't get me wrong, man. It always hurts when a new game comes out and I see something and it's like, oh man, there's an achievement for beating it on hard or like super hard, whatever it may be. Or, oh, there's multiplayer. Recently I was playing Far Cry New Dawn and I got to tell you, the thing that really kind of bummed me out the most is there's one multiplayer trophy. Just one. And I'm going to be honest with you, if it wasn't for that trophy, there are some things that are super kind of, not grindy, but having to repeat. You can check out my review on uh, excuse me, on Anchor as well to kind of see some of the stuff. But I kind of sat there and thought, you know, man, I could go for it. But as soon as I saw that one little trophy for online, I realized, well, I don't have Plus. I'm not going to buy Plus just to hopefully get online, find somebody to go do this. So, eh. And then I don't even worry about the the rest of the the achievements and the thing is i look at that game and i'm like man i wish i could have got a platinum because then then i would have felt like yeah man i proved how much i enjoyed it i feel that way about far cry primal there was no multiplayer no difficulty achievements when you look at it you go wow man that's awesome man i got a platinum in that because i absolutely loved it so it's just like that 
again, man, it's that final stamp of approval. Like, I love this game so much. I wanted to do everything I could, every challenge, everything I could to really, really earn what I could out of that game. Plus, there's also some cool things, man. In both Spider-Man and Days Gone and Horizon Zero Dawn, all three of those games, when you got Platinum... The developers actually gave you an avatar or a background or something, and I just, I genuinely thought that was absolutely awesome. Like, because I'm a big fan, if I'm going to go into, like, the Xbox side of things, they haven't done this for a decade, but for a little while they started doing uh, avatar awards or, or something like that. It was some terminology, but basically what you do is, instead of just unlocking an, an achievement, you might unlock a chest, and that chest would have something like a t-shirt that you could actually put on your avatar, in fact, I remember going after several of them in Red Dead Redemption because I could put, you know, the Red Dead hat on there or the Red Dead boots. Or like in Fable 3, when you actually became the king, you actually got an Avatar Award that gave you a crown. Like, all these little things that shouldn't mean much, I just thought they were so cool. I, I wish they would do something like that for the Platinum. But, you know, hey man, I'm just happy with getting those themes, getting those... You know, those little avatars, which I guess essentially are the same thing, but it just kind of shows people, like, look what I did. It's it's purely bragging. Let's be real. It's bragging to yourself. It's bragging to other people. But I just, I love it, man. I love it when you play a game, you get that platinum, and you just say, yeah, man, I totally crushed this game. So, of course, the conversation has to go with, what is your favorite platinum? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I wish I could narrow it down to one, but i got to give you two. And the reason being is Days Gone and Horizon Zero Dawn are both two Platinums that I loved getting. See, it's all about the journey to the Platinum, not the destination of the Platinum. That's what this is. This isn't just, oh man, they were quick to get. No, it's, it's because I enjoyed what it took to get a Platinum. That journey, like I said. And both of these games did exactly what I want a trophy list to do. I wanted to cover everything you're going to do in the game. You know, story, side stuff. I wanted to cover combat. I wanted to cover, you know, just doing anything, you upgrades, whatever it may be. I wanted to cover all of it. Now, sure, sometimes that leads to developers really going out of their way to get you to do even more stuff that maybe you're like, all right, come on now. But at the same time, these games did a wonderful job of making it attainable. All you had to do was be willing to say, you know what? I love this game. I want to keep playing it. I've got my reason to go for it. And that's what I felt. I felt like both these games we're very natural to get to Platinum. You enjoy doing this stuff, right? Well, here you go, man. Here's a reward. Just keep doing it. Both these games had amazing worlds that I love to explore. And I got rewards for exploring. The only thing that got me was Days Gone. I actually thought it was going to be very grindy to get the last upgrade. Because I thought I was going to have to play a ton of the hordes. And I really was kind of with the mindset, man, the resources for fighting these hordes are going to be ridiculous. But when I actually went to fight them, I realized, oh no, man, there's a ton of cool strategies I can use that I learned playing the game by getting some of these upgrades. I'm going to do that. And you know what, man? It made taking down them hordes actually a ton of fun. To the point that I still pop that game in every once in a while to play it. Horizon Zero Dawn, man, just everything you did in that game was so great. I love the world. I love the combat. I love the story, the characters. It was so cool to get the collectibles. Like, all of that stuff just added more and more to the game to keep wanting to play. Honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that Forbidden West is coming out next year, and I'm very excited for it, and if I had the time, I almost kind of want to play through that game a little bit more because it was so fun. 
those are my absolute two favorite journeys to platinum. I didn't feel like I ever got stuck at a point or felt like I was unnaturally playing the game just to get that platinum. Like, for example, I brought up Final Fantasy XV. Final Fif Fantasy XV is a great game. I love the game. I'm so proud I got the platinum. But there was those, you know, that survival skill that I had to unlock. It just felt so unnatural, so grindy to get that it was just not that fun going for. Some of the other things, maybe it was cool, but maybe I just didn't want to do that. I didn't feel that with Horizon Zero Dawn and Days Gone. I loved playing it. But I'm going to be honest with you. I have a third game. It's just on the outside because it did have some grind to it that made my you know, my playtime feel a little unnatural. I probably wouldn't have spent that much time in it. But that is Death Stranding. And trust me, that game is all about the journey to De Platinum. But here's the deal. I, I really did love Death Stranding. I thought the the trophies in that game really did help play the game. It really did, you know, add to what you were doing. It kind of got you to try more. I mean, honestly, I probably wouldn't have switched it over too hard and played on premium deliveries if it wasn't for that. And you know what? I actually did enjoy going for those a ton. It's just like I said, some of the final areas to get them to five star were grindy. But you know what? At the end of the day, the reason I still put it just on the outside is I still love playing the game. It kept me playing that game. I still enjoy pay, pick, uh, excuse me, I enjoy, I still, I can't say this. I still enjoy loading that game up and just doing a few deliveries. So there's reason to be said that eventually I would have got it anyway. So what are some games that I wanted to get platinum? I want that final seal of approval. I want people to see that, man, I love this game so much. I did everything I needed to get that platinum, but for whatever reason, I just didn't get Here's some of them. Look, if you followed this show for any length of time, you know my favorite game is Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't have a platinum in it. Why? Because there's a lot of multiplayer stuff. And ultimately, sometimes when I see multiplayer stuff, it causes me to go, okay, you know what? I don't need to worry about some of these more grindy trophies because at the end of the day, it's not going to get me that platinum anyway. So I just focus on the trophies that I truly want, that I, you know what I'm saying, like that I would enjoy going for. Red Dead Redemption 2... It's crazy. I got that 100% trophy. I'm super proud of it. But at the same time, like I wish I had 100% in the actual game. It's, it's nuts because if I could get all the multiplayer trophies, I'm telling you right now, I would go after doing the rest of the single-player trophies in that game I don't have. And some of them are kind of grindy, like logging every type of animal in the world. Yeah, man, that's going to take some time. But hey, it's me enjoying the game, and I get that that little 100%, that little trophy next to it. Oh, man, that would be awesome. Another game I wish, and that's Yakuza Kiwami 2. Now, there's a few I don't have. I didn't complete all the bouncer missions. I didn't complete all the completion points, things like that. And again, that kind of goes into the, well, I could do that. But you know what? In all honesty, there is one trophy stopping me, so there's no real point in kind of grinding those out. And that trophy is, and it happens in a lot of the Yakuza games, is you complete the game. Once you complete it, then you get the option of playing on Legendary. Completing it on Legendary gets you a trophy. Guys, I love Kiwami 2, and maybe at some point I will replay the game on Legendary. However, that's just not something I wanted to jump right back into doing. I mean, I spent a lot of time in Kiwami 2. To, the idea of restarting right away just to run through it, kind of is a bummer. You know, I, I wish it didn't have that difficulty because then, yeah, man, I would have done what it took for me to get those final completion points. I would have finished the Majima uh, construction thing. I would have done the bouncer ones. 
But when you're telling me I can't, uh, to do all that, I still have to go and then replay it on, you know, the very hard mode. Kind of takes some of the winds off my sail, to be honest. And then the final one that, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of games I wish I could have, but this is probably the third one where it's like, oh, I really wish it, man, just because I could say it. That's Metal Gear Solid Five. You guys know I'm a huge Metal Gear fan. Metal Gear Solid Five is probably my second favorite game of that series. I absolutely love it. What stops me from getting it? Honestly, I look at the fact that you have to complete every game with an S rank. Or I'm sorry, you have to complete every level with an S rank in the game. And guys, some of those could probably be pretty tough to do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got my fair share of S ranks, but I also got my fair share of A ranks. And then I think about fighting like the giant mech boss. It's not a Metal Gear. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the name of it. And I don't think I could pronounce it if, even if I could. I mean, it was a kind of a funky name. But completing that and getting an S rank, whew. That could be kind of tough. And then, you know, on top of that, now you also have to get every type of animal in the game. And a few other small trophies that I didn't get. But, again, it's just in this game, the same with Yakuza Kiwami 2. It's, it's like that one trophy that just sticks out as like, man, that's that's going to be a lot of work to do. Replaying an entire campaign in Kiwami or in Metal Gear Solid to actually sit there. And, again, man... You might sit there and start the level off and do great, and then at the very end of that mission, screw it up. So, oh, I get to do it again. Oh, man. I just have not been able to make that commitment to it. But if I had to pick three games that I just wish I could have could have got that Platinum in and shown it off and let people know how much I love it, it would have been those three. All right, guys, so I've talked about my favorite Platinum, but what about just the regular trophies of the varying different you know, values, whether it be gold or bronze, silver, whatever. But what are some of the ones that stick out to me? Some of them I'm actually proud of. Well, I'll tell you this right now. Right out the gate, Mr. C from YouTube's Gaming with Mr. C, and again, Hulk and Yoda from Lost at Sea Gaming here on Anchor, the podcast, they've heard these three that I'm about to say, actually four that I'm about to say so many times. And that is Grand Theft Auto V getting 100% on the PS3, getting 100% in Red Dead Redemption 1, and Undead Nightmare, and then getting 100% in RDR2. Look, here's the deal. Red Dead Redemption 1 was the first game I was able to get 100% from Rockstar Studios. Now, it's not that they're impossible, but again, it's a matter of going for 100%. And and some of these games have been pre-trophies and achievements and all that, but just in general, being able to say you got 100% was a badge I wanted to wear. RDR1 actually gave you that with pretty much you know, just, hey, just go out there, explore the game, have fun with it. I loved it. Undead Nightmare. I started playing that. I love it. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go for 100% that to match it. And then the funny thing about that is I actually got the achievements for those exact same trophies as well. Because when I played it, I originally played on the Xbox. So, I mean, it's just all around. It's an awesome moment. So then when Grand Theft Auto V comes out, I see that, hey... It's not too bad to get 100%. Yeah, there's some footwork involved. There's going to be a little bit more involved than in Red Dead Redemption. But I can do it. I can finally get 100% in a GTA game. Man, I definitely put it in, but I absolutely loved getting it. Uh, You can actually catch my, my series kind of overview of the GTA games and how much I loved them on my GTA episode that's actually on here on Anchor as well. But then you go to RDR2, and I got to admit, out of the four of them, that was by far the grindiest, almost to the point that it actually got dull, and I didn't want to play it. But I never quite crossed over there. 
there were some definitely some quests that were super just drawn out, just too grindy. For example, the exotics quest, trying to get all those freaking birds. But at the end of the day, I was able to get it and move on, and I'm just super proud of it. Super proud of that 100%. Some other ones that stick out is End of the Line. Now, that one is from GTA San Andreas, and I say that because, hey, I got the GTA, like the PS4 port back in, uh, I think it was 2017. And I'd kind of dabbled a little bit with 3, a little bit of Vice City, but man, I really got into San Andreas. But around the time I got to the second island, I was like, or the second city, rather, I was like, all right, I'm going to take a break. And over the years, I would kind of try to load the game up and play a little bit, but I wasn't using cheats. I was trying to do it, you know, realistic. So, or not realistic, but without cheating. And ultimately, it just kind of, you know, because of the the fact that it's a, you know, several years old, it's over a decade game that you got to kind of step back and kind of get back into the controls. I just kind of found myself a little bit here, a little bit there. Well, last year in 2019, I was like, you know what? I'm going to commit. I am going to finish this game. And that's exactly what I did. So to actually have the end of the line trophy, like, hey, man, you beat this PS2 era uh, GTA game without using any cheats. Man, to me, that's kind of a big deal in of itself because I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I use cheats all the time in the PS2 days, but also the fact that, hey, you know what? I was actually able to not let that game just go by the wayside, but actually able to go back and focus on it. I'm pretty proud of that. Handle with caution. Now, that one comes from Metal Gear Solid 4, and that is absolutely a great one because, first off, the first level of Metal Gear Solid 4 is absolutely fantastic. It's one of the best levels in video games. I'm just putting that out there. And there's one part where you can actually get up on a statue, and as troops come by, you can blend in with it. You have the auto cam suit that you kind of duck your head down, and it'll absorb and kind of uh, camouflage yourself to look like whatever's around you. Well, when you do that, when you put your hand up, you kind of put it on a statue's... It's a male statue, and it's the uh, sensitive area, if you will. And what happens is a snake will break it off. And it's just, it's a funny little thing. It's very Hideo Kojima, but it just cracks me up. And you actually get a trophy for it. I thought that was great. It stood out to me when it happened. Story of my life, Yakuza 2. That's Yakuza Kwame 2. And what is it about that that gets it? Well, it's because I completed every sub-story in that game. Look, I love Zero. I love Kwame 1. And, you know, hey, even going into Yakuza 6 and you can do Judgment... But I've never completed all the side stuff. I've never completed all the sub-stories. But I did in Yakuza Kwame 2 because I absolutely love doing it. And it's just, it's very proud of me, of myself, to just sit there and go, man, I I really put in the work to make sure I could do that. Don't get me wrong, man. I'm just going to put this out there. The final boss, because you unlock a final um, set of of sub-stories. And they're all by fighting these different guys. And they get tougher and tougher. The final one was tougher than the final boss of the game. I mean, he was super tough. I destroyed the final boss of the game. This guy was kicking my butt. But it was really cool to just be like, yo, I did it. I did all the sub-stories. And I just, I love that about it. Now, there's another Yakuza one I got. And this is, I actually went back to Yakuza 0 to get it. And that is called Generosity of Strangers. And see, in Yakuza 0, there's actually a real estate game. And if you sit there and you take over an area... If you walk out and you just let, you know, Kiru go idle for a little bit, after about 30 seconds, he'll pull out a cigarette and somebody just walks up and lights it for you. And I'm not going to lie, that's one of the first things they talk about or they show you in the game, in the story mode that happened to somebody. And I just remember going, man, 
I really want to do that in the game. And I had walked away from zero. But, you know, it was several months later, almost a year actually, that I was like, dude, I, I got to go back in that real estate and try it out. Went back in there and actually got to the point that I could get that. And I just thought it was so cool. I just thought it was so cool that you're, you're the boss, man. You're the man in this area. And somebody's just going to walk up and light your cigarette for you. I just thought that was such a cool little thing. And then finally, the last one that really pops up to me, my favorite game of all time is Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2 narrowly beat out Metal Gear Solid 3, which had been my favorite game from its release until Red Dead 2. Back in 2013, I replayed it. I played it on the PS3. I was kind of excited, man, does this game still hold up? And it did. And I absolutely loved playing it, but I had a challenge for myself. I want to play through Metal Gear Solid 3 without killing anybody. I wanted to do it, one, just to do it, and two, I wanted to go through the boss fight with the sorrow where to see what would happen if there's no dead bodies. Because on PS2, when I played through it, I had killed a few people, so they come walking down and they're all ghosts and stuff. I wanted to see what happens if you didn't kill anybody. And I accomplished that. And that actually gives you a trophy called Peace Walker. And I just thought it was really cool. I thought it was awesome to complete. I thought it was cool to go through that boss fight and have nobody to worry about. So, I don't know, man. It was just great. Especially at that time when that was still my favorite game. And just to sit there and be able to go, you know what, dude? I I did awesome in this game. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was just great. But speaking of trophies, I want to talk to you about how I think developers should actually utilize trophies. How should they be using them? And I've spoken before. My favorite way to do it is when a you know a game developer says, hey, look, we don't want players to grind excessively. We don't want them to go overboard trying to get this platinum or any of these trophies. We want our trophies to mirror what gamers should be doing. Maybe we'll push them to, hey, do a little bit more. Try a little bit of things different. But what I think developers sometimes do is they get to the extreme with them. I recently saw, saw that on Skater XL, you have to skate the circumference excuse me, of the earth. The thing is, is somebody did the math on that, and you would have to play that game, constantly skating, for, I think it's like a year? It's ridiculous. That at the end of the day, nobody's ever going to get that. I mean, you would have to leave your PlayStation just nonstop running for, like I said, almost a year, some kind of crazy math. To me, that's just insulting. Like... What if I enjoy the game and I really like it and I go through and I do everything else, but I got this one thing here. Like, I'm sorry, developer. As much as I love you, I don't want to dedicate my entire free time, my entire life, my entire generation of this system dedicated to playing your game. And that's what I feel like some games do. I think they should really, you know, keep them a reward. Make them fun. I think they're also great when they actually make you go after some of the cool, funny Easter eggs in the game. To really make you see that Metal Gear Solid 4 had one where you got to find the UFO spot. I thought that was cool. I had found it in my first playthrough way back in the day, but to go through it again and actually get a trophy for it, I wonder how many people hadn't found it, but they're like, I wonder what this is. And they found it. It just adds to it. You can have a lot of fun in Dead Rising 4 just going after some of the fun trophies. I think that adds to it, man. Again, I think it's also great when you do something like, hey, get so many collectibles, and those collectibles are tied to lore building. Horizon Zero Dawn does that. Days Gone does that. Those are my top two platinum games. But also, The Last of Us does it. These are what I like to see, man. Don't make them a grind. 
don't make them, hey, we're going to do something super ridiculous because if somebody gets this, we can be like, look how much this guy loves our game. Don't do that. That takes the fun out. I think a trophy list should always be attainable. Yes, some of it should be tough. You know, hey, man, if you want to have a difficulty trophy in there, that's fine, man. Some people are going to eat that up. But I think you should always make it attainable. And when you have something like that Skater XL trophy, that's just not attainable. Now, going to step four, what would I like to see happen with next gen? They haven't really talked about it. There's going to be any changes at trophies. But how would I like to see this system evolve? I'm going to be honest. It's very simple. I've talked about it before. I want to see a separate trophy list for single player and multiplayer. And I want to see platinums for both. And I know some people go, whoa, man, that's just going to allow people to get, you know, multiple plat- uh, platinums from a game. Hey, I don't have a problem with that. If you're putting in the work to get the multiplayer, you know, platinum, that's fine. But I also want to be rewarded if I'm putting in the work to get the single player platinum as well. Because, hey, there's, there's a lot of work for both. You should be rewarded. But there's nothing worse than being excited about playing a game. And there's a handful of online trophies. You have no interest in playing online, but you can't get them. I'm very, very bummed when I see that in the list. So I would love to see something just separated. Give me my chance to enjoy a game, play it, and have fun with it. Never have to touch online. Or I'm sure there's people that only care about jumping on Call of Duty and playing the online part. They don't care about the campaign. Give them the chance to get a platinum as well. Let them kind of you know, enjoy what they've done. But let's move on. Let's talk about one more thing when it comes to trophies. And let's talk about the trophies I'm working towards as a goal. These things may happen. They may not happen. But at the end of the day, they're just ones that are in my mind of like, you know what? I'd love to see that trophy unlock. Number one, I've just been talking to Mr. C about this. I think starting next week, I'm going to reinstall GTA 5 on the PS4 and start my work towards 100% on it. Why? Well, because I already talked about my four favorite, uh, you know, single player trophies are the, you know, the 100% in GTA 5 and RDR. So let me just mirror that. I've already got it on the PS3. Let me get it on the PS4. If I don't get it, no big deal. But I just think it's fun. And again, man, it'll get me back into playing that game. I replayed it last year and absolutely loved it. So this just allows me to jump back in there and have fun with it. Will it happen? Maybe, maybe not. I want to get the $3 million worth of damage in Ghostbusters. You guys know I've been playing Ghostbusters. Honestly, I'm pretty sure I've got this unlocked, but man, I'm going to tell you what. Sometimes going through the library and the museum in New York City Times Square, like just making sure you get as much damage as possible, it's like, all right, that's kind of slowed me down from progressing, not in a negative way, but I was very conscious that I wanted that $3 million. I really want that trophy to unlock after putting all that work in. But you won't know until you actually complete the game. So hopefully in the next couple days, that trophy will pop up. And then finally, I've talked about this before. I'd like to get the Platinum in Batman Arkham Knight. I only have a few trophies left. So if I actually do get to go back into my replay of Batman Arkham Knight and I complete it, I think it'll have me right there at that Platinum. And that would be awesome. That would be a great way... Uh, you know, to kind of put that game away for a little bit, man. I, I haven't played it in so long. I love Batman. So here I am. I, I get to replay it, and I get a platinum. I just think that would be awesome. 
So guys, what have I been doing on the graveyard shift this week? Well, I actually did complete Far Cry New Dawn. My review is up. Go check that out. I've been playing a lot of Ghostbusters. I'm getting fairly close to the end of the game. I'm hoping to beat it maybe this weekend. And I got to tell you guys, look, man, I love the story. I love the characters. I love the fact that you feel like you're the third movie. I absolutely love that about it. I was a huge Ghostbusters fan as a kid. But here's the deal. Here's what I love about it so much is the fact that the controls are awesome when it comes to actually fighting the ghost. There's a few controls here and there that I'll talk about in my review, but when you're actually fighting a ghost and you get them in your stream and you have them trapped and you're trying to struggle to get them into the trap, man, that is so much fun. So I'm actually having a blast with that game. It's going to be kind of sad to see it end, but like I said, I should probably wrap it up fairly soon. But guys, I'm ready to talk about WWE 2K19. Again, I went back to 2K19, and here's the deal. I haven't started universe mode, but I've been playing what I like to call dream matches, and I want to set this up for you guys and tell you what happened. So here's the deal. Now, understand when I play these matches, I'm going to go from the controller from each character. So for example, I in this dream match, it was Shawn Michaels versus the Ultimate Warrior. Now, Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler, so he's who I'm going to start with. But after I put a good whooping on him, I'm going to switch over to Warrior and return some of that whooping back. And the reason I'm going to do that is because hey, I've been playing these games for so long that even playing on hard, I'm pretty good at anticipating and kind of working the, the computer over. So as long as I switch back and forth, I can wear both men down, have a super competitive match, and then at the end, I'm going to switch back over to Shawn Michaels. That way, hey, if I lose at that point, I lose. If I win, I win. But at the end of the day, I get to tell a good story in the match. So let me set this dream match up for you. It's called the Ultimate Challenge. See, in my mind, this match takes place in 1997 at WrestleMania 13. And the reason being is in 1996 in the WWF magazine that had all the coverage from WrestleMania 12 where Shawn Michaels had just won the WWF title from Bret Hart. The Ultimate Warrior returned at WrestleMania. And this magazine had a big article about his career and coming back and how great the Ultimate Warrior was. It even took a few shots at, at the time, WCW's Hulk Hogan. But at the end of it, it talked about how if Ultimate Warrior can continue his winning streak and Shawn Michaels can maintain his grip of the WWF title, we could see at WrestleMania 13 the Ultimate challenge now be honest with you guys i don't know if that was ever the plan in fact i always heard it was supposed to be brett versus sean too but that idea stuck in my head i always wanted to see that match we've never seen it manipulated we've never seen it kind of in a scenario like this in a video game so i had it the other day and let me tell you what happened as i started off with Shawn michaels man i was really trying to work over ultimate warrior but he was powerful and he kept coming back Eventually, I swept over to Ultimate Warrior, and man, I was wearing Shawn Michaels' racket. Well, it was time to switch back to Shawn. And I'm going to tell you what, again, Ultimate Warrior kind of had my number. He had knocked me outside and kept slamming me in the barricade, kept hitting me with big moves and reversals. Eventually, I was able to slam him into the guardrail, slam him into the steps, really start doing some big moves of my own. I get back in the ring. I switch back over to Warrior, do some more damage. Switch back over to Sean. At this point, both guys are down on health. I go to catch Ultimate Warrior, but bam! He hits me with his comeback move. And now he's hitting me with his clothesline. Boom, another clothesline. Boom, another clothesline. 
Gorilla Plus Slam Splash. But he doesn't go for the pin, and that's his mistake. See, then he picks me up. Ultimately, he picks up Shawn Michaels, but this time I'm able to reverse, and I turn that press slam into a DDT. Shawn Michaels climbs up the top rope. I jump off. I hit him with the elbow drop. And if you're any man, if you're any fan of the click, you know where I went to next. I go into the corner. I initiate sweet chin music. I'm stomping my foot. Doof, 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 doof. I start going faster and faster. Ultimate Warrior gets up. I go up there. Boom! Direct hit. Ultimate Warrior's down. Sean goes for the pin. One, two, three. And in my first ever Graveyard Dream Match, Shawn Michaels wins the ultimate challenge and retains his WWF Championship at WrestleMania. Guys, I also wanted to talk, I hope you had fun with that, but I also want to talk about another thing I want to add, another segment. It's called the Trophy of the Month. As you guys know, I have my Game of the Month. I wanted to add this in there as well. I have my Shout Out of the Month, all that fun stuff. But I wanted to add Trophy of the Month because, hey, man, this is a trophy episode. We've been talking a lot about trophies. Well, what is my favorite one that I have actually done this month? Honestly, it goes to Ghostbusters, and it goes to Slam Dunk Ghostbusters. See, I told you I really, really love the mechanics of, like, wrestling the ghost and getting him in the stream and trying to get him in the trap. Well, there's an upgrade you can get where when you throw the trap out there, as soon as you get him in there and you build it up, you can actually slam them. And if you slam them directly at the trap, it's an instant slam dunk, and they are trapped. And I got to tell you, it's just satisfying. It just feels good. It is satisfying. The mechanics are fun anyway, but when you can just slam them in there at one time, man, you just feel like you really showed that ghost. Well, guys, we have talked about the trophy system as best I can. I've talked a lot about what I liked and I even talked about my ultimate challenge match and my new segment for Trophy of the Month. Guys, I would love to hear your thoughts on all of this. You can reach out to me at the Graveyard Gamer at Gmail or the Graveyard Gamer on Instagram. And I'm always on the Graveyard G at Twitter where I try to post something daily. But guys, until next time, I'll be creeping around the graveyard. <laughs>